Hello, livestock friends, and welcome to this edition of Before the Bid. This is a podcast dedicated to the livestock sales industry where we go behind the scenes of the operation and speak straight to the sellers. We discuss topics about the important aspects of their operation, location, the people behind the prep work, and talk about some of the animals that will be offered to you, the prospective buyers. Hopefully, you've got your sale catalog close by. You might have to go look through that pile on your desk. But if not, then you're probably like me and driving down the road or busy with chores around the farm. And that's okay, too. Wherever you are and whatever you're doing, I hope you enjoy this segment of Before the Bid. I'm your host, Andy Howell. Welcome, Livestock friends, to this edition of Before the Bid. And always on Before the Bid, we like to do new things and bring in new people and uh, have new adventures, I guess you could call them. And, And with this podcast, one, we're going to Pennsylvania which we haven't been to Pennsylvania before. Uh, Another thing, we've had uh, a couple people on here at a time. I had two friends on here. I had a father-daughter combination on here one time. And this time, I have twin sisters that are going to uh, join us here on the podcast. As I said, we're going to Pennsylvania, and we are uh, going to talk cattle on this. They have a a Brett Heifer sale, and it is going to be on SC Online Sales on December 7th. On this podcast, we are talking to uh, young ladies that uh, I'm sure most of you out east would know as the Weimer Twins, and uh, we are talking with uh, Lynn Corns and Lacey Weimer, and so uh, excited about this uh, podcast to, to talk to these young ladies. They have two operations that have come together. They got apart a little bit. I'll t- let them tell you a little bit, but uh, got apart a little bit, came back together, and now uh, they are having the dual force bread heifer sale on December 7th on SC Online Sales. And so, uh, ladies, I uh, want to welcome you to the podcast, and, and uh, I look forward to having a lot of fun with, with you two and, and learning a lot and talking about some great heifers. Likewise, we're uh, happy to join you as well. I think Lynn will help you walk through the cattle, and I can Lacey can give you a little background. All right. Well, that sounds great. So, yeah, why don't uh, why don't we start out there uh, a little bit of history? You guys grew up with the uh, grew up with the cattle, and you did some other things while you were younger in 4-H, and and kind of got into everything. And like I said, I'm I'm sure when when you guys showed up to the show, they were like, oh my gosh, there's those Weimer twins again to to, to beat on us <laughs> yeah maybe maybe so might have came across that way we sh- we sure have been inseparable so um leading back in time we grew up on a family farm in western pennsylvania and lynn married into the k&k fifth generation cattle farm here in Heinemann. and i stayed back and still ran a cattle operation with my father and that was in New Alexandria, Pennsylvania. In the midst of those 10 years, we still worked together operating a business that we called Identical Genetics, where we ultrasounded cattle for their carcass traits. Mm-hmm. And so um, we would be constantly on the road traveling to do that and then trying to operate our cattle in two different locations and then uh, starting families and trying to raise children two hours apart. So uh, my husband, Kevin, and I decided that um, we need to be closer. 
Thankfully, we found a place one mile from Lynn and Chris's driveway, and we were able to buy 150 acres in between the driveways and um, start up what we like to be rebranded as as dual force. Mm -hmm. So say in a lot of our advertisements, you'll see that uh, dual force is a kid plus a calf. So um, there's a lot of different ways of looking at that. It's our two families brought brought back together to raise good cattle, but it's also pairing youth with the livestock industry or also with the calf because it has so much to offer. Mm-hmm. Right. Our, our motto here is we just want to raise good humans. <laughs> right. And, you know, I think we've, we, that's a goal that everybody needs to have is just to raise good humans. And um, we strongly feel that that can be done in the barn. I don't think we have a lot of kitchen table talks anymore because families are so busy and there's so much hustle and bustle. But we tend to have those talks in the barn when, whenever our kids are working their cattle or their horses or, or what have you. It just creates respectful, hardworking kids. And um, the bottom line is um, that's our biz- biggest success in, in raising these critters is getting them in the hands of kids and being able to watch them be successful. I think that's great. And we, we've had some guests before that do that. And the youth, uh, getting them into those hands is, is very positive. And, and yeah, use the, use the livestock to, to build those youth, right? Right, exactly. I've got another question. How do you luck into finding that many acres from driveway to driveway yeah i don't know i just kind of refer to it as god's will i was i was personally having a bad day one day and you know an hour and a half commute to see my sister you just can't do that every day and my husband came home from work and i said you know we need to sell this place and move closer to lynn Mm -hmm. and within two months we were here Mm -hmm. now Lacey, you uh you have a, a off the operation job correct Correct. I work for Livestock, or the Ytex Ear Tag um, Market, Ytex Corporation based out of Cody. Okay. And I'm the key account manager for farm and ranch stores. Okay. And my husband owns his own business, Styles Hoof Care. So he is a hoof trimmer on beef cattle, dairy cattle. And that's we we refer to Lynn as the herd boss around here because she she is the only one that gets to stay on the farm full time. Everybody else works off the farm as well. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure with you being twin sisters, you guys always agree on what should happen around there, right? I just I just agree. Yes. It's, yep. That sounds oh, good. Oh, she'll no. say that now. <laughs> But no, I do get to stay here on the farm full time with my father-in-law, Dave Corns. Mm-hmm. He and I are here working the cows full time. And my husband, Chris, is a stonemason off of the farm. Mm-hmm. Do you guys run a, do you guys have a, a, a large operation? What's that operation kind of consist of? Um, we... Uh, um, run 200 head of mama cows mm-hmm. so um, we kind of split those cows and base like half the herd strictly for commercial to uh, move on into feedlots mm-hmm. we don't fatten anything out we just ship them off in the fall and then the other half we do um, AI and embryo work with those to focus on the clubbies and then we will work a donor to every once in a while for a maternal mating mm-hmm 
Now, what uh, I, I guess, what are you what are you using for that commercial base? Semi Angus cows. Okay. Um, actually, our whole entire herd is pretty maternal based mm -hmm. because they need to be universal. So if they don't spit out that club calf, we still have a marketable feeder calf. Okay. So yeah, we're a really maternal based herd. Right, but then you've got to have some that you you play with. You got you've got all those kids around there to show and uh, to selling those. So so you've got to have the the uh, uh, showier side or the clubbier side as well. Yes, yes, we do have those as well. Okay, what do you guys usually base those on? We use a lot of the AI bulls. Um, like this year, I bred a lot to When in Doubt, Get You Some bulls like that we still fall back on monopoly quite a bit um we use here i am and shoot for the real steers on those guys mm -hmm. and then we also look for the stouter boned clubbier donor type females that you can almost work both ways for the maternal when you need it but yet hope they can have a steer for you mm-hmm Lacey, uh, tell us a little more. This we've got we've got two operations. Uh, we've got the K and K and the the Weimer operation. And so now you and and Lynn are are trying to bring those together a bit more uh, for the for the dual force. What what's I, I guess a little more what's behind that and and where do you guys look to go in the future? Um, what's behind that is just, you know, trying to rebrand and, and show, show the people that are used to seeing K and K or used to seeing Weimer that, that now we're one, one entity we've, we've come together and we, through that can bring you better genetics and we're working hard to harder together. Mm -hmm. And Lacey, where's, where's more of your heart? You're more, your heart more in the commercial or in the, in the showy stuff? I like the show. We, we like the showy stuff. I mean, you know, most of the time at the end of the day, you can, we can say, oh, well, the commercial stuff paid the bills, but. <laughs> right. But it what, isn't near as fun as, you know, load, load the trailer and go watch the kids be successful. Right. And Lynn, which, which of that, which of that side are you on a little more? Well, sometimes I split the fence there. I don't, I enjoy the commercial end just as much. I mean, I can honestly say one of my favorite parts um, here on the farm is rolling out round bells to feed the cows. Like, mm -hmm. um, but my heart is in the show barn probably mm -hmm. as far as, uh, I like to look at a good one. Mm -hmm. When I go out to a field of the cows, I, you can name off all the pedigrees and blah, blah, blah. But I still like just to look at a good one. Yeah. So growing up, you guys had you guys showed like everything in in 4-H, correct? Correct. Okay, so probably not any competitiveness there between the two of you, right? Um, actually, a lot of people say that, but <laughs> no, we like going back to the dual force thing. We mm -hmm. did it together. I would say, ironically, Lynn, uh, Lynn had a, a lot more steer champions than I did, but at the end of the day, we did it together, mm -hmm. and we, uh, we, you know, we always had, you know, each had a steer in the barn, or each had a hog or a lamb, mm -hmm. but we didn't take sides like, oh, you're only washing yours, and I'm only washing mine, mm -hmm. so um, the name on the champion at the end of the day was just a name, but we did it together, and we did it as a family. Oh, wow. That's great. 
Yeah, I don't. I, I wish we'd seen more of that today. Actually. <laughs> yes. Yes, that's where I was stunned. I was like, "Holy cow! You don't, you don't hear uh, a lot more or a lot of that going on because they're they're competitive, whether they're twins or whether they're four or five years apart." Yeah, and we try to practice that with our two kids. Lynn's little girl Bailey is eleven, and my son Kip is seven, and and we just we try to teach them. They're they're way more competitive to each other than Lynn and I were, but like, well, yeah, it's Bailey's dear, but. You convince it today. It doesn't right. matter. Uh-huh. <laughs> like we're we're in this together. Mm-hmm. Now, were one of you more competitive in in like the sheep and the hogs or uh, anything like that? Um, I Lacey was with sheep, and I, I raised and sold some club sheep for um, a number of years. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Lynn Lynn really wasn't into the sheep. She struggled uh, helping me get them ready for sale <laughs> and things like that, but she still did it. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, that's good. Yeah, you do work together, even though maybe maybe that might not be what the other one's into. Right. Right. So because you you always need them for something later on. So. Right. Yeah, and, and uh, Lynn, if if uh, you you go to your Facebook page and look at things, your daughter during all of this uh, COVID happenings, I guess we'll call it before we get too uh, into this thing. But uh, uh, all the COVID things, she kind of picked up something new, didn't she? She did. She went from spending. I mean, she's always shown cattle. She's shown cattle since she was mm. two, I'd say. Um. But then she found gymnastics, and she was on a competitive gymnastics team. And she was spending upwards of over 12 hours a week in the gym after school. Mm-hmm. And wow. COVID struck, and the gym shut down, and they were closed from March until July. And for a small child, she realized, man, there's a lot I can do with 12 hours. Mm-hmm. So she said that she wanted to find some other things to get into and actually from the time that Lacey moved back here close to me she promised that we'd get some horses here mm-hmm. so we got horses but we just <laughs> didn't get horses to trail ride she is barrel racing now mm-hmm. my daughter Bailey is barrel racing and she's actually winning the buckle series that she started in and she's only been riding since March. So she gave up gymnastics and goes fast on horses now. Right. Now, Lacey, it sounds like that was some of your influence. Is that right? (laughs) Yeah. um, I'm not sure. Lynn's so, so happy about that influence, but um, I told Bailey, you know, part of, Oh, she calls me an ace. Part of an ace moving close will be, We'll get a horse, and that was three years ago, and she's never left me live that down. Mm-hmm. So um, I usually, with my job with Ytex, I usually was typically out of town, living out of a suitcase 10, 10 days a month, and I haven't traveled for a while due to COVID. So I said, well, there's no better time than the present. <laughs> and we got a couple of horses, and it just kind of started out – Riding barrels in the pasture field, and now we're somewhere almost every weekend riding. That's great. My daughter's 14, and she thinks she's going to get Brandy uh, convinced, or to get me convinced into getting her one of those, one of those things running around here. And uh, it's a hard battle to fight that off. It it is. It's a very hard battle to fight off. 
the end of the story is it's just one more thing to keep them at home and then right. i always say if we can keep them in the barn if we can keep these kids in the barn we know where they're at right you're exactly right you guys uh you guys have some history with uh some cattle that that have done well um uh, and, and had your name on some and, and had your hands on some uh bulls and things that that have really done well so if you would uh you want to start we can talk about some bulls here uh, that you guys uh, have had your hands on and some of that past success uh, that you guys have had sure we we have we've had some great success stories from years ago and then just up until um a couple years back we've had lots of success We've purchased some great donor cows over the years. Um, some of the success stories we've had, and, and these even started uh, before my husband and I got together. It was uh, his dad and himself raising the cattle then. Um, it's a fifth-generation farm here. So we have had, in 2005, we raised the Angus Junior National Champion Steer. And then just recently, we had another um, junior national champion. In 2018, we raised um, a SEM Solution steer that ended up in the um, hands of the Harker family, a great family. That's a, that's a success story you'd like to write, and you wish they could all get into the hands like those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that steer um, ended up winning uh, junior nationals, eastern regionals, Uh, the Indiana State Fair, Mm -hmm. and then that follows in um, to our sale quite easily. Um, That steer, we ended up keeping a full brother as a herd bull, Mm -hmm. and uh, several of these heifers are sired by him. And uh, his donor, um, we purchased in Denver in 2008 uh, in the Semental Mile High sale, and she is a dream on that we purchased from Grass Looning. And we actually partnered um, with Wheeler Show Cattle on her. She sold for 39000 in that sale. Mm-hmm. So we've kept a lot of, a lot of heifers and bulls um, out of that, that mating and, and her um, progeny. Mm-hmm. And then um, another donor that has written success stories for us is um, Hairs Miss America. We partnered with Hairs on her in 2013. We were in the yards at Denver and uh, talking to Mark and Jeff and we were saying we were thinking about getting in to this one of the sales there and buying a donor and he said oh you don't want to do that why don't you just uh, partner up with us on Miss America. So that was really um a great opportunity for us. The hares have been amazing to work with. And um, she's been a great steer mama for us and uh, maternally done tremendous things for us. Mm-hmm. Um, then why, why don't you just tell them um, what we think of the Miss America calves as, as soon as they hit the ground and, and how well that's worked out for us. Yes, good good point, Lacey. Um, the Miss America calves are... Um, crazy at birth. I mean, they just, they hit the ground running. Uh, we've never had to worry about those calves. And it, it has to be the background and genetics on her. I mean, from birth, they just get up, they get to the tit, they just get moving. So I would say with this set of heifers we're selling, mm-hmm. that will carry on down through them. Mm-hmm. 
So that is an amazing trait to have. And she she has she has put that into our herd um, immensely because uh, we we have kept so so many daughters. We have such a foundation of her females in our herd now. Right. Uh, quite a few bred into this that, that we'll talk yes. about when we get down into those lots. Yeah. Yes. Now, you guys had a display bull in Denver. Is that right? We did. Uh, we sold a bull to um, Troush Farms. Mm-hmm. And that was in, actually, we were displaying him in the yards in 2013 when we ended up purchasing Miss America. Mm-hmm. His name ended up being Holy Water mm-hmm. with Trout Farms. Um, I don't know if you can still find him anywhere on their website or not. And he was displayed there. And then we also brought him back to our farm for several years and used him as a um, cleanup bull. Mm-hmm. So that, that was an experience getting to have him in the yards. Right. And yeah, and then that's that's exactly how it's amazing how you link things together. That's exactly how we got talking to Harris that year, mm-hmm. and got that donor bought. Small small world, and and things work out things work out crazy, don't they? Yes, like, absolutely. Like buying 150 acres next to your sister. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> right, uh, crazy how those things work out. So, any other success stories or or things that that you want to talk about? Uh, before you, you have a few more donors that, that we need to hit on, don't you? Yeah, I'd like to uh, talk about a couple of um, upcoming Angus donors that we're really looking forward to start flushing this spring. Okay. So uh, last fall, we were um, all gung-ho. Angus Junior Nationals was going to be held in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. So we splurged and bought some Angus heifers. Mm-hmm. And we showed showed them throughout the jackpot season. They both did very well. Um, and then Angus Junior Nationals wasn't held in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Right. Because of COVID. Right. It ended up being moved to Tulsa. Uh-huh. So we didn't make the trip. <laughs> but um, we ended up with two great Angus females out of it. Um, we purchased a... Primo daughter from Graymans mm-hmm. in Iowa. Mm-hmm. Um, she was reserve at one show we went to and third overall at another. Mm-hmm. She is powerful and she is actually going to calve the very first of January. So we're anxious to um, see what she produces. Mm-hmm. And then we purchased a uh, Paradox female off of Hairs. Mm-hmm. Out of one of their Cherry Knoll Erica daughters, mm-hmm. um, and I'm sure if anyone flips through, they're they're having it. Hairs are having a dispersal, and their catalog is on SC as well. If you flip through there, you'll see tons of Cherry Knoll Erica and Hairs Miss America genetics. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah, we were we were lucky to work with them again before they decided they were going to disperse. And we're excited about those two females. I think they're females that um, we can work both ways um, to kick out a steer or also go back Angus with them and have some pretty powerful Angus progeny. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I've got that. Uh, I've got their catalog right here in my hand as mm-hmm. as we talk about those. And uh, yeah, I didn't uh, I didn't realize you'd bought one. Uh, bought a heifer from Griman, uh, good friends of mine, uh, Ted and Mary yes. Griman out in Iowa. Mm-hmm. And yes. uh, a funny story for you guys that we haven't talked about yet. I didn't I didn't realize you guys had planned on going to the uh, Angus Junior Nationals uh, there in Pennsylvania. We were planning on coming out to the Angus Junior Nationals in. Uh, Pennsylvania, and then they moved it, uh, of course, to uh, they they moved it out there to Tulsa, and uh, we looked on the map as to okay, you know this this has changed so many things for so many people and so many more uh-huh. miles and hours and things. Uh, it actually changed our route five minutes. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> so I did. That was uh, you know just I thought that was that's kind of a funny. Uh, one of the funny deals about ours and in the Pennsylvania uh, Angus Junior Nationals changing. So you guys would have, that added, I don't know how many, would have added, I don't know how many hours to you guys. Oh, we're only, we are only two hours and 15 minutes from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. Okay. It added a couple of days to our journey. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. It added, added five minutes to ours. So I just uh, was going to harass you about that a little bit that uh, you guys you guys didn't end up going out then correct no no we, we didn't okay okay all right any other any other donors that, that we need to talk about before we we get into these sale heifers um we have a donor that we call debbie she doesn't have any of the sale heifers mm-hmm. um she's more of our backbone to the clubbies right now mm-hmm. she we purchased her in 2016 mm-hmm. um, at Denver out of uh, Duella's sale. Mm-hmm. And she goes back to, um, she's kind of like a double bred Irish whiskey. Okay. okay. So she's super clubby. Mm-hmm. I actually let my daughter keep um, one of our best steers this year for her to show. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's sired, he's out of her and uh, Fu Manchu. Mm-hmm. So we're anxious to see how she gets along with him this year, and she's already raised us many county fair champions. Mm-hmm. Great. So we we work her hard for the clubby end of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sounds good. That little funny story too about you know the joining of you know two families bringing the stool force together. Um, the cow's name I don't. She was just a numbered cow. She didn't have a name. But we're standing in the yards of Denver, and we're like, okay, we need, you know, we want to buy this cow. We need X amount of dollars. We need dad's help. <laughs> yes. Both you, dads, yes. my father-in-law and our dad. Uh-huh. Yeah, we need dad's help. <laughs> and so um, I call home to Lynn and I's father, Bill, and I get my mom on the phone. And I'm like, okay, well, we need, you know, X amount of dollars from dad. And she, or I said, we bought a cow. We need money. <laughs> and you would think her initial response would be, "How much?" And all she wanted to know was the cow's name. <laughs> and uh, my mom's name is Debbie. Uh huh. Uh-huh. So I said, "Well, her name's Little Debbie." And she said, "Okay, I'll get you the money." <laughs> oh wow! So. <laughs> That's how she got her name. I think everybody in America that buys cows wants your mom right now. Wants her to be right. wants That's her right. to be their mom. 
Well, the, the sad thing is, I think she believed me up until about a year ago when we were talking about the cow. Uh, so that that is that is a story like I never heard. I don't think <laughs> <laughs> that's really good. Yeah, and uh, you guys. Speaking of the of the clubbies, you guys do have a club calf sale in the fall, correct? Yes, we um, annually have a club calf sale online. This year, we just sold them a private treaty, but we plan on being back on show circuit next fall. We usually plan uh, like the last week in September, mm-hmm. um, and they're all holder broke and ready to go. And we we didn't go that route this year because we, you know, when you breed those cows for clubbies and you get slammed with heifers it's not always the greatest thing in the world Mm -hmm. so we didn't we didn't have as many steer prospects to offer Mm -hmm. but uh hopefully this spring brings more bull calves to the ground and we can get back on track with um the online sale Mm -hmm. in the fall Mm -hmm. and then you have a bull sale go ahead we generally offer 12 to 15 steers in the fall Mm -hmm. okay and then a bull sale in the spring, correct? Yes. This year, you know, we had one of those years. Um, we usually just keep kind of a handful of bulls and sell those. And uh, this year, like I said, we got we got slammed with heifers on the clubby end of things, the way we bred them. And then everything that I bred, we worked maternally. We got bulls. Mm-hmm. So we have a tremendous set. I think uh, we have 11 bulls on feed right now mm-hmm. to uh, get those out. And most of those will be, there will be some, there's a couple of purebred Simmentals. There's some three quarters, and then there's some commercial guys in there. Okay. Good. Do you know a date on that one yet? No, we didn't select a date. Um, I'm guessing maybe the second week in March. Okay. okay. Somewhere's in there. We'll have to schedule another podcast then, won't we? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, that's great. Yeah. And you've got uh, you've got nine females in this sale, bred females. Yes. And uh, do, are you ready to go, go down through those females then? Yeah. And tell everybody yeah. about them? Sure. Okay. You go you go right ahead there. We got lot with with lot one. Okay, lot one, I go by farm tags, too, and that tag will remain in their ear for the sale. So lot one is uh, ear tag, and brand. our cattle are branded, so she's branded 940. And she uh, was actually out of a first calf heifer, and so she's just out of our calving ease herd bull here, um, purebred Angus. He's a calving ease direct. And then maternally, she goes back to a Prophet Miss America uh, heifer. Mm-hmm. So she, um, I guess I chose her for lot one because she's just, she's a breeding piece. She is uh, ultra feminine, but carries a ton of mass and volume. Mm-hmm. So I just, I think she's a super universal female. And she should calve, be calving ease on top of calving ease. Now, who is who is she bred to? She is bred to Comfort Zone. Okay. And then um, she is safe in calf. They are all safe in calf. Mm-hmm. There are a few that um, are pasture exposed. So um, the vet, when he preg checked, couldn't decide if they were 
pasture exposed or AI'd, I'm leaning towards the AI because we watched this group of heifers pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Um, lot two is ear tag 916. And she goes back on the sire side to uh, first rate. Uh, he is a son, a first rate son that we raised out of our scarlet donor cow. So super genetics there. And then uh, on the bottom side, he goes, this heifer goes back to Miss America. She's a prophet out of Miss America. So that that heifer there is loaded with genetics. Um, She's got donors on both sides. Okay. And she is super sexy. She, um, I want to explain her as super upheaded, but she has a, she has a brain too. (laughs) She's not. Not one of those upheaded ones that doesn't have any brains. Right. The picture you sent me of her, uh, yeah, she yes. is. She is upheaded and and uh, seems pretty proud. Yes. Yes, she is. Um, then lot three is farm tag nine twenty two, and again this one this one goes back to that first rate son out of that scarlet donor cow, and then on the mother's side. Um, she is out of a monopoly Miss America. Mm-hmm. So that one's got powerhouse genetics on both sides. She, um, she's probably the bigger framed heifer in the group, but great bone structure and lines. Her lines are super cool. Mm-hmm. And then lot four and lot five are both, um, they're 914 and 915, or I mean 95, not 915. And they are both sired by daddy's money. And then they are both profit Miss America on the other side. They're not they're not full sibs, um two different two different mothers, but both of those were um ET sibs. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the same same DNA floating around through there too. Mm-hmm. Not and identical they, twins, but almost no. Yeah. Right. right. And um, they are both stouter, boned, uh, bigger structured females. They ought to make some stout ones, those two. Mm-hmm. And calving should be there. Um, 914, which is lot four, she is bred to Brilliance, the purebred Angus bull. Mm-hmm. And then 95. She has gotten pasture exposed. She was bred to um, the bull we had them in with, which was a uh, bull we purchased from Whitestone Angus here in Virginia. He is a turning point. Mm-hmm. We have had calves out of him before, calved them out no problem, small babies, so he should work great on those. He's um, he's a stouter made kind of Angus. He's He should... Uh, on a calf, cow like that should throw some, some, some bone and structure that you would hope for in a female that's um, been out of like a daddy's money that's more calving ease. Mm-hmm. And the the turning points are a hot commodity in the Angus deal as well. So yes, and and we we are still using him. We turned him out with um, after he was in with these nine heifers. We turned him right out in with our group of cows we use to make clubby babies mm-hmm. yeah and this uh this 914 she's fancy you sent me that picture she is uh, she's she's stout boned um mm-hmm. 
we call her mother. We actually called Ellen. She was in our show barn for a while. My niece showed her and always did good with her anywhere we took her. Mm-hmm. And they are out of first calf. 90, lot four and five are both out of first calf heifers. Wow. They've done well. Yes. Lot, lot six, you go back to one that's, that's out of your bull. Yes. Um, lot six is uh, 99. And uh, we raised a bull that we call Yeti. And uh, he goes, he is a full brother to the Sim Solution steer that Harker's had that did all the winning for us. Mm-hmm. Um, Harker's steer was red, and this guy is black. So we held on to him to use as a herd bull. He has done super things for us. We love the females he's producing. And then he will kick out steers that go into our sale as well. Mm-hmm. So 99 is out of him. And then just like a semi-angus commercial cow. Mm-hmm. She is pasture exposed to the turning point as well. She did not take AI. So she's bred to turning point. Okay. And we bred these heifers early. So they will calve from like mid-January to mid-March. Okay. And I think there is, I'll get down to one, there might, there is one later bred one. Mm-hmm. So then lot seven, which is tag 91, she is sired by that same bull, Yeti, and then just another semi-angus cow. So they're a real, um, they're real clubby as far as who they're sired by, but yet then they are out of just some solid semi-angus cows. Mm-hmm. Uh, we calved, actually calved our first Yeti daughter um, this spring, and we were beyond pleased mm-hmm. with how she did. Uh, we kept that heifer to keep in the replacement pen for this coming year. Mm-hmm. Great. Always nice when you can keep your keep the stuff that you've bred uh, by the by the sires that you bred. My father-in-law has always been hardcore about keeping a solid set of replacement heifers each year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we keep normally 20 to 25 replacement heifers a year. And when I told him I wanted to have a bred heifer sale, he kind of cringed. <laughs> I think he's still cringing. Uh, he is still cringing. When he uh-huh. listens to this, he might chuckle. But yes, he is still cringing because it just devastates him to sell bred heifers Mm -hmm. and especially a group like these girls because he just thinks we should be putting those back in our herd and i i don't disagree with that but we all need to grow right 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 and he didn't have the he didn't have the club calf sale so so right do a little bit of something right yep search out different avenues um so then lot eight and lot nine, which are 97 and 98, those are both here I ams, and they are direct daughters of Miss America. Mm-hmm. Oh, so wow. these girls are the clubbier two girls in the sale for sure. Uh, they're the hairiest, probably the stoutest boned. They are the two you would want to take home if you want to make clubby babies for sure. Mm-hmm. And who, who, uh, who do you have them bred to? One of them is bred to Ollie's Solution, as number 98 is bred to, Law 8. And 
Lot 9 is pasture exposed to the turning point bull. Okay. I just want to make sure we got our numbers correct. Lot 8 is the 97 that's bred to yes. the Ali solution. Yes. Okay. And, and the Lot 9, the 98, is bred to who again? Turning point. Okay. She got bred to the bull. Okay. Yeah. What about... Um, and they are, again, the, the sale is on SC Online Sales, and it is December 7th. Um, what about uh, things like pickup, delivery, um, those those things on, on these females? Yes, we will do make any arrangements we possibly can. Mm -hmm. uh, we will help you find trucking if need be. Uh, pick up whenever you want here at the farm. And, I mean, I would recommend that you get them moved shortly after the sale because some of them will be mm -hmm. fairly close to calving. Mm -hmm. And you say most all of them are uh, calving between January and March? Yes. Okay, good. And you'll have, yes. you'll have more information on that on, on the SC uh, online sales, uh, sales site of, of you guys. So they can, they can go find those uh, on there. Also uh, see all those females. And uh, or if uh, they're listening to this and they want to see these females and, and see you talk about them uh, as they're there, why they can watch the podcast video. Yes. And I mean, anyone is welcome. If they get a chance between now and the sale to stop by the farm and check them out, too. Mm -hmm. OK, so they're all right there uh, at, at the farm. Yes. Yep. They're all right here. Great. Well, that's really that's uh, that's really good, and uh, uh, yeah, look forward to to seeing how this sale pulls off. And uh, so, are you are you both uh, are you both gonna help uh, the same amount? You're gonna pull Lacey off of work there for a few days to uh, help get the pictures and and those kind of things done. I think she's making me work on Sunday. <laughs> okay. I am uh, the guy. Our husbands will get them clipped and mm -hmm. prepped, and I do the pictures and the videos, so someone's got to be the ear getter. Mm -hmm. <laughs> always always yes. need a good ear yes. getter, don't you? For sure. I, I told you, she just works me like a dog, and I get to enjoy some of the successes. There you go. Well, Lacey, what's your, what's your favorite apparatus to get those ears up? Um, well, we have a pom-pom, we have the, uh, coyote collar, mm -hmm. and sometimes she just plain makes me get down on the ground and bark like a dog. <laughs> so she really does work you like a dog, then? Yes. yes. <laughs> well, that's great. That is really great. Uh, <laughs> man, ladies, I've had so much fun getting this thing put together and, uh, hearing about uh, hearing about your successes and and some of the things that you guys have done and uh, just uh, really wish you luck in the future of, of getting this dual force thing really going and, and getting these young people uh, your young people for one uh, some successes and also other young people uh, getting them successes and and I enjoy enjoy hearing about that very much and uh, enjoy hearing about the the nine females that you guys have for sale uh, December 7th on SC online. Yeah, thanks we've... for taking taking time with us. Well, yeah, we uh, we appreciate it very much. Appreciate you responding to Brandy and uh, getting things put together. Well, we look forward to working with you more in the future. Well, that sounds great. Want to invite everybody to uh, SC Online Sales December seventh, the Dual Force 
red heifer sale and i uh, want to wish you ladies luck on that and uh we want to thank you guys for listening to another edition of before the bid podcast thank you for tuning in to this edition of before the bid for more information and to learn more about upcoming podcasts and sales visit us at beforethebid.podbeam.com or facebook twitter youtube and instagram pages for information on being a guest on Before the Bid, please email us at beforethebid at gmail.com or one of our social media pages. Remember, that's beforethebid at gmail.com. Happy sales to you, and we will talk to you next time on Before the Bid.